Echo Church, let's take a journey together today, a reflection on this life adventure we're on. It's a trek many have trod before us, and many more will follow after, though none of us take quite the same terrain. At times we find our strength from fellow travelers. Other times we look around and wonder, where did everybody go? Yet somewhere within, we remember that we're never truly alone. We climb, we fall, we strive, we rest, we get lost, but suddenly discover a place with a breathtaking view and realize it's where we were meant to be all along. Welcome to The Way. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Isaiah 30, 21. Our ancestors long ago, those first to breathe life, set out upon this course. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Genesis chapter one, verse 27. They sought a way to God, yet no one could make it to the end without stumbling. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Genesis 3, verses 4 and 5. The travelers who followed after strayed farther and farther off track, getting more and more entangled. God saw how corrupt the earth had become. For all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. Genesis 6:12. Because of this, from the beginning, God had set a rescue mission in motion. He created the way back to him. It would arrive when things were ready. In the meantime, as his beloved people went astray, God sent guidance. See, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. Exodus 23:20. Over the years, Yahweh raised up leaders from among his people. From that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. 1 Samuel 16:13. Now Deborah, a prophet, was leading Israel at the time. Judges 4:4. 4, 4. The Levites read from the book of the law of God, making it clear and giving the meaning so that the people understood what was being read. Nehemiah 8:8. 8, 8. Yet God always intended to come and redeem us himself. The great I Am knew that humanity couldn't make it on our own. He had been planning the perfect time to step in and heal his broken, weary wanderers. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9, 6 When God's rescue plan was first announced, it looked and sounded strange, 
nothing as God's people had expected. In those days, John the Baptist came, preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. Matthew 3, 1-4 This Jesus seemed common. He grew up among them and began to minister and preach. And then many drew near to hear his teachings, to be near this miracle worker. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. Matthew 8, 1 such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Matthew 13:2. Great crowds came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others, and laid them at his feet, and he healed them. The people were amazed, and they praised the God of Israel. Then there finally came a day when the crowd saw Jesus for more than just what he could do for them. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Matthew 21, 9. While Jesus did not convince everyone of his message, for those who had eyes to see and ears to hear, he changed their view of God. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. John 14. Yes, this Jesus was the Son, the Savior, the way, truth, and life. After years of longing and seeking, the way back had finally been revealed. God walked among his people. He laughed with them and loved them. He healed them and revealed life's mysteries. Yet just when those closest to Jesus finally grasped who he was, they watched as the way shockingly came to an abrupt end. A betrayal, an arrest, a cross. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he was the Son of God. Matthew 27 Jesus died. But wasn't he the way, his followers wondered? After Jesus' death, they spent days in darkness, 
questioning. Why bother with this way when the way didn't seem to be what it promised? Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. Jesus of Nazareth was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. The disciples could not grasp that this devastation would ever be a part of God's plan. Yet on the third day, other followers of Jesus found hope anew in unimagined places. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. Luke 24. This hope, this life, this risen Jesus did not stay in the grave, did not stay in darkness. His resurrection brought back true light. And so we celebrate on Easter Sunday. Around the world, followers of the way all proclaim that He is risen. Christus zmartwychwstał. Er ist auferstanden. Jesus est ressuscité. What victory! God had redeemed humanity, redirecting our journey back toward Him. Our pathway had been covered in conflict and deceit. Our own sin blocked our way forward till we couldn't move. But Jesus cleared away the obstacles. One sacrifice for all time opened the way for all people to reach the summit. One resurrection revealed power and hope for the journey. Yet there was another bend in the route, a turn not before visible. Jesus had risen, but he did not plan to remain. Now he gave his followers a new quest. He was placing the good news of the way into humanity's hands once again. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. Matthew 28, 19-20 The task, magnanimous. Nothing humans could do on their own. But Jesus hadn't left them alone. Though out of sight, he promised to be close as a breath to be moving through them in the power of His Spirit. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Acts 1, verse 8. After Jesus went back to heaven, His followers became the very first church. They found that this new leg of the journey 
where they began to lead others along the way, it would not be flawless, and it would not come without cost. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. Acts 9, verses 1 and 2. But in the end, they discovered it would be worth it. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Revelation 20, verses 1 through 4. There we have it, the ascending and descending trails of our faith history. Our ancestors scaled steep cliffs and traversed rocky terrain, but they required a rescuer to bring them back home. That way home was Jesus. It was always Jesus. Since the first human set out, the rescue plan of Good Friday and Easter Sunday appeared on the horizon ready to be enacted when the time was right. History was always headed to that pinnacle. But these are stories written on ancient scrolls. They sound poetic and inspiring, but does the way of Jesus, his sacrifice and resurrection, does all of this still matter to us today? It has to. Quite honestly, it has to matter, or we would have no hope. Here we are, April 12th, 2020, isolated and limited, anxious and confused, sometimes worried, sometimes annoyed, sometimes restful, sometimes fearful. The entire world has been attacked by an unknown disease, and the solution is separation that weighs on our hearts and minds. We can barely move around. Maybe this journey metaphor is ridiculous. But envisioning the bigger picture, the greater scope, the overarching meta-narrative to our existence, maybe thinking about that right now helps you just a little, as it helps me, to remember the great journey we are all a part of, to listen again to a plan God designed at the beginning, to recognize that the way home wasn't just meant for people who lived so many years gone by, but it was meant for us today. Jesus' death and resurrection rescue plan was not just history. It was meant for our world in crisis right now. That plan was meant for those you love. It was even meant for those you hate. It was meant for you. The cross and the empty tomb are pictures of love, and they are meant for you. Forgiveness, healing, renewal, truth and life, these are demonstrations that you were not made as a mistake, 
You were shaped with purpose. You are valuable. Jesus' salvation was meant to make you whole because you are worth saving. God wants you in this world. Your talents, your ideas, the way you make a difference to others. You were designed like no one else, reflecting a unique piece of the Almighty that hasn't been revealed by anyone else on earth. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Then live like it. With Jesus, you already prevail. He has promised and it is true. So keep leaning on his strength right now to endure this time. We need you. We need you to persist, to persevere, to remain here with us. We need you. Do you know someone else who needs to hear these words? Who needs to believe and persevere right now? Is there a person in your life who is hurting, lost, alone? Who doesn't know the way? Or who has long ago left the way, too injured to return? Please go remind them of their value. Put their purpose into words today and tell them. They may not believe you at first. It takes hearing truth over and over from people who care about you to make it real in our hearts. So keep sharing the Savior with them. Keep telling them about the God who pursues them with an everlasting love. They need to know that now more than ever. Help them believe. We dove deeply into this metaphor today. I wanted to remind us of God's mystery and his creativity. He reveals new things to us through these characteristics of his. I pray that he has spoken something to you in this great story of his. So let me ask you honestly, and please give it some thought. Where are you right now along the way? There are many people who feel like those we heard about from the Old Testament. They trust in some sort of God out there, and they're searching for some sort of savior but they haven't met him yet. Do you know people like that? Do you sometimes feel like that? Maybe you feel like the two who are walking on the road to Emmaus after Jesus died. At one point in your life, you trusted a mysterious teacher. You believed Jesus had the power to save, but now you can't see or hear him very well. The world seems dark and you don't know when the light will come. Maybe you feel like the first church those in the book of Acts that we read about together for so many weeks, those who were first called followers of the way. Like them, maybe you were once energized, filled with the promise of something new in Jesus. But now you continue to see people and circumstances coming at you that make faith hard to hold on to. Maybe you are like the vision we see in Revelation. Maybe you feel at peace celebrating all the Lord has done, joyfully spending time in God's presence. No matter where you are on the way, somewhere in between one of these stops, there is hope for you. I hope that you will hold tightly to today's reminders that God has gone before you, He is with you now, and He will go ahead of you. Jesus is already in the future where you will soon be. This is what the Lord says. 
your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you what is best for you, who directs you in the way you should go. Isaiah 48, 17. I wanted you to hear from many voices today from your sisters and brothers in Christ on this audio Easter adventure, because the thing about our journey with God is that the way wasn't meant for us to take alone. We were created to live life together in community. That's what Echo Church is. And I want you to remember that you are not alone. Not now, not ever. If you'll let me jump back into the metaphor one more time as we conclude, I would say that all of us at Echo Church have bumped into one another here at an intersection. No matter where your outing originated, where you trailed off from, or what's next in your ascent, right now, our paths have crossed. And I encourage you, please journey with us for a while. Because the way is less arduous when we're heading out together. We can take turns helping each other with heavy loads and difficult passes. It's also more enjoyable together. We can point out the vivid views, the crazy critters, the funny-shaped fungi. Companionship is important for survival because there will come a moment when each of us asks, what's the point? Why are we doing this again? I'm tired. I give up. Then we can remind one another of ancient stories, of previous travelers whose footprints we can sometimes spy, of a God who drew near and is as close as a whisper, a God who leaves us clues and created an adventure to get us to navigate together. Together, we remember a Savior who became one of us, who died and rose again for us because he created us and desperately wants us to be whole, to be free, and to arrive at the end of this journey into eternal rest with him. So let's keep going, one step at a time, together, along the way. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Your blood speaks a better word and all the empty claims I've heard upon this earth speaks righteousness for me and it stands in my defense Jesus it's your blood your blood speaks a better word than all the empty claims heard upon this earth speaks righteousness for me stands in my defense Jesus it's your blood what can I 
Testifies in grace, it tells of the Father's heart to make a way for us. And now boldly we approach, not by earthly confidence, it's only by your blood. Thank you all so much for spending part of your Easter Sunday going on this audio journey with us. If you would, join me in a closing prayer. Lord God, we are thankful for all you do for us. 
We're thankful for everything you provide. We honor you for who you are, for your love, for your strength and your power and everything about you. We are so grateful that you have shown us this way back to you, that you sent your son. And on this Easter Sunday, as we look to not only the cross, but the empty grave, we can't thank you enough. And we acknowledge that you have defeated death, that you have defeated sin, that nothing on this earth is more powerful than you, Jesus, that you are triumphant and we rest in that. And even in the midst of trials and the reality of suffering and the acknowledgement of pain, we know that you are stronger and we know that you are truly victorious. Allow us to reflect on that today and to know that deep down in our souls. We love you and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.